Welcome to St. Mark's Daily Devotions for Monday, June 15th, with me, Jan Rood, and with music by Darren Kerbs. In this third and final week in our series, which highlights stories from life in the early Christian church that are recorded in the New Testament book of Acts, we continue to invite you to meditate on the ways that these stories speak to you in your own daily life. Over the past two weeks, we have learned and practiced many different ways of meditating on Scripture. And at the beginning of this third week, I invite you to reflect on Scripture in a way that I was taught during my years in seminary almost 40 years ago. And it has to do with a way of hearing Scripture that was taught by a Swiss Reformed theologian of the 20th century named Karl Barth. By the time I started my theological studies in the 1980s, Bart had become one of the most important theologians for um, people around the world. Uh, he had lived and worked through, especially the mid part of the 20th century, through so much of the, the tumult that the world experienced and was always seeking to be relevant to what was happening in the world around him. So in an interview um, near the end of his life in 1963 uh, by Time magazine, Bart talked about what he had advised young theologians to do um, 40 years earlier as, as he was starting out as a teacher. He said, I advised young theologians at that time to take your Bible and take your newspaper and read them both side by side. But said Bart, I always said, interpret newspapers from your Bible. So let's try that today at the beginning of this new week. We know that there is a lot in the news that most of us are hearing or reading uh, or watching or being aware of. So before we hear the Bible story, let's take some time, first of all, to be aware of what are the news stories that are in our thoughts uh, and in our minds uh, as we prepare to hear scripture. So if it's the beginning of the day and you haven't heard news yet, maybe just be aware of what you are remembering and hearing from previous day or week. Uh, and if you have um, either a print newspaper or something online or something that you've watched or are watching, uh, be very mindful of that right now and kind of hold in your thoughts uh, and in your mind what are the most significant things that are making the news right now and what's catching your attention, uh, what's keeping you up at night, what is uh, helping you in many ways to understand and see the world around you, what is causing concern or anxiety, just be as, as aware of, as you can of all of the, the news that is surrounding you right now. And then try and hold that uh, now on one hand as we open the book of Acts on the other hand uh, and hear a story that comes from the latter part of the book of Acts, which is also from uh, a very tumultuous and threatening time really in the life of the Apostle Paul uh, he is on a ship with other people, uh, and the, the circumstances of the story you'll hear are perhaps in many ways um, similar to what the world is experiencing. So it won't be too difficult 
to hear some comparisons. But thinking of all of the news now that's in your thoughts and, and in your heart and on your mind, uh, hear this story from Acts chapter 27, verses 4 to 38. So if you want to um, pause the podcast for a minute and get a Bible or maybe um, online, find a, find a New Testament online to have the story before you, or you might just want to hear it as you think about the news. Again, the story is found in Acts 27, verses 4 to 38. So we'll hear this on one hand alongside the news that we have in the other. Putting out to sea from there, we sailed under the lee of Cyprus because the winds were against us. After we sailed across the sea that is off Silsia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra in Lycia. There the centurion found an Alexandrian ship bound for Italy and put us on board. We sailed slowly for a number of days and arrived with difficulty off Snidus. And as the wind was against us, we sailed under the lee of Crete off Salmone, sailing past it with difficulty we came to a place called Fair Havens near the city of Lassia. Since much, much time had been lost and sailing was now dangerous because even the fast had already gone by, Paul advised them saying, Sirs, I can see that the voyage will be with danger and much heavy loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. But the centurion paid more attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. Since the harbor was not suitable for spending the winter, the majority was in favor of putting to sea from there on the chance that somehow they could reach Phoenix where they could spend the winter. It was a harbor of Crete facing southwest and, and northwest. When a moderate southwest wind began to blow, they thought they could achieve their purpose. So they weighed anchor and began to sail past Crete, close to the shore. But soon a violent wind called the Northeaster rushed down from Crete. Since the ship was caught and could not be turned with its head to the wind, we gave way to it and were driven by running under the lee of a small island called Kauda, we were scarcely able to get the ship's boat under control. After hoisting it up, they took measures to undergird the ship. Then, fearing that they would run on the Sirtis, they lowered the sea anchor and so were driven. We were being pounded by the storm so violently that on the next day, they began to throw the cargo overboard. And on the third day, with their own hands, they threw the ship's tackle overboard. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest raged, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. Since they had been without food for a long time, 
Paul then stood among them and said, People, you should have listened to me and have not set sail from Crete and thereby avoided this damage and loss. I urge you now to keep up your courage, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For last night there stood by me an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And the angel said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before the emperor. And indeed, God has granted safety to all those who are sailing with you. So keep up your courage, people. For I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. For we will have to run aground on some island. When the 14th night had come, as we were drifting across the sea of Adria, about midnight, the sailors suspected that they were nearing land. So they took soundings and found 20 fathoms. A little further on, they took soundings again and found 15 fathoms. Fearing that we might run on the rocks, they let down four anchors from the stern and, and prayed for the day to come. When the sailors tried to escape from the ship and had lowered the boat into the sea on the pretext of putting out anchors from the bow, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these people stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the boat and set it adrift. Just before daybreak, Paul urged all of them to take some food, saying, Today is the 14th day that you have been in suspense and remaining without food, having eaten nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take some food, for it will help you survive for none of you will lose a hair from your heads. After he said this, he took bread and giving thanks to God and in the presence of all, he broke it and began to eat. Then all of them were encouraged and took food for themselves. And after they satisfied their hunger, they lightened the ship by throwing the wheat into the sea. Here ends the story.
There is a lot in that story, isn't there? And there is a lot in the news. But for the rest of this day and perhaps into this week, I encourage you to hold each of those in one hand, to hold this story and to maybe come back and hear it again or read it again throughout the week. And then, as Karl Barth says, let that interpret the newspaper for you and how you hear what is happening in the world around you. And in that same Time Magazine interview with Karl Barth in 1963, he also talked about how he prays after reading or hearing the news. Barth says, newspapers are so important that as I learn about what's happening, they shape my prayer. I always pray for the sick, he says, the poor, for journalists, and for authorities of the state and the church in that order. Journalist Bart says, form public opinion, so we have to pray for them. And as theologians, we should never, however, be formed by the world around us, Bart says, neither east or west. We should make our vocation to show both east and west that they can live without a clash. Because, Bart says, where the peace of God is proclaimed, there is peace on earth that is implicit. So remembering that, let us pray. Loving God, you hold all creation and all of life in your compassionate care. As we remember all that is happening in the world around us, we pray today for those in the news who we hear about who are sick. We pray for the poor, for the vulnerable, for those who are cast down. We pray for those who have the power to shape public opinion. We pray for authorities of the state and the church and of institutions with power. And we pray that in all of this, we would not only see you, but be shaped by your spirit's force within us as we not only read or hear, but we respond with your love and your compassion, with your hope. Help us to take and eat the food that you give us that will strengthen our hearts now and give us all that we need to continue on into the place of peace that you create for us and for our neighbors. In Christ's name we pray, amen. And now as you continue on your way, receive this blessing. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of God, our creator, Christ, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.